you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy. He alone is God. And uh, boy, we need him in our lives this morning. Kevin, four feet from me. Good morning, brother. Good morning, sir. How are you today? All right. I think it's 10 degrees colder here than it got when you were up there in North Carolina, brother. You are right. Pennsylvania wouldn't, didn't hold a candle to this or didn't hold an ice cube to this. Man, It's, it's cold. Man, I'm so glad that I have pre-start on my vehicles, you know. I don't even want to go. I just don't know how to do it in the white car. You know, there's a button you push. It's like pre-ventilate. It doesn't start the motor. You know how they're doing that whole woke stuff, you know. We just turn on the heat, but we don't start the motor. Stop it. Just give me a good old button. Boom. Let me hear that thing running. Well, my pre-start today was to go outside in the 17 degrees and start it up and run back in and run back in and go. Yeah, that's some pretty bad stuff. So we continue on with the life of Christ. We're still looking at all things Christ, all things we learn from him, all things. And, and, and folks, we're well aware that we're going through the battles of life. That's the great thing uh, about looking at the life of Christ. How does it fit in with those of us with PTSD? How does it fit in with those of us who hurt? How does it fit in with those of us who have people who aren't following God? How does it fit in with those of us who had narcissists try to ruin our lives? How does it fit in by those of us who had people desert us, those of us who lie about us, those of us, you know, the great thing I think here, Kevin, this all fits in because Christ had all that and even more. Yeah, boy, I tell you, when you think about just what you're saying there, the idea of God um, fitting everything in, and and um, I was just looking up the scripture while you were talking there about um, lessons and sacrifice, which is the topic of the day here yeah. we're getting into. Um, so you know, but it all goes together. Saul or no Philippians four verse eleven says, "Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned." In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. And um, that word content means self-contained. And it, it's the idea of I have learned to say I've got enough to make it through. I've got enough to be happy. I don't need anything else to be happy. The context, of course, is Paul saying, you really blessed me with a gift that you sent me. Not that I'm you know, asking for money, but I'm just telling, this is the attitude of any good missionary. They're not here asking for money. They're saying, look, we'd appreciate partnering with you guys. We, you know, God's work certainly has, has moved forward by um, taking people, uh, taking us on for support. But um, our attitude is um, lessons and sacrifice. When the times get lean, we're not going to quit. When the times, when we don't know where the next, you know, tank of gas is going to come from and someone just, you know, the pastor says, God bless you. We're not going to go over like I heard one missionary do when the pastor said, God bless you. And he'd given him a love offering and his family was in the car. He went over to the gas tank, took the cap out and yelled into the tank. God bless you. Hope we're going to make it down the road. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. But, um, you know, the lessons in sacrifice is thick or thin. You know, we're going to have lean times. We're going to have uh, 
thick times, but the uh, the idea, my my Savior knows what he's up to, and let's just go ahead and follow yeah. God and learn. Hey, it, there's a lesson to come from hard times, and I'm going to learn something from this. I learned, I learned that from a guy that taught me in Bible school at the Harrisburg School of the Bible years ago, Dr. Norman Marks. He said, when times when hard times hit his church as a pastor, he had like 500 people in his church, he said, I, I've learned to say, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to learn from this. And, uh, you know, that's the way I want to be. I want to just say, you know what, I'm going to learn this lesson in sacrifice. And just, you know, there's so much of it. But to do good and communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifice is well pleased. And uh, I like that. But God commanded this is love toward us. While we yet sinners, Christ died for us. Sacrifice, sacrifice. The lesson that God gives us that we transform that, that when that pastor says, God bless you. We, we went to a church years ago in Kingston, Tennessee, and I'll never forget this. And and he had all these missionaries come in, staying in Sunday school rooms and stuff. And and brother, you know what I'm talking about. And they actually changed the, chained the doors shut at night. And uh, you know they, they they did feed us, and the meals were okay. And you know there were more missionaries in this church than there were people that went to this church. Nobody got an offering. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. We had this one guy I pulled up, and it was like this. I think I might have told you guys this story, but it's always good to tell you this story on a cold day, praise God. Cold Wednesdays are good days to hear this story. I pulled into the parking lot, and I mean, it was just teeming with behavior of vehicles pulling up and all that stuff. They had time set up when you could use the bathroom, brother. I mean, this was a bad situation. But anyway, I pulled up, and there was about a 15- or 16-year-old kid. I rolled down my window. And I said, excuse me, can you tell me where we meet Pastor so-and-so? I can't remember, Moloch or so, I don't know. But anyway, uh, he was there in, in Kingston, and he said, yeah, he's inside. And by the way, my name's Dr. William G. Pratt or something like that, <laughs> the third junior. Uh, I went through this online curriculum. No, curriculum. I went through homeschool all the way to two PhDs and a, <laughs> and a degree in Bible. And I'm like, dude, how old are you? He says, I'm 18 years old in two days. Ask me how I know that because I got married two days ago. My wife has seven PhDs and she's 18 years old in seven days. Word. And I should have known I was somewhere that I shouldn't have been. Yeah. All right. I should have known that something was painfully bad going to happen in this place. And I went in there and, and, and folks, I can't tell you how bad it was. I showed Andy Williams on the wall in my Sunday school room with the blow up beds with my sons and, and having to share the bathroom. And then we had that in that one, that one minute missionary you know we had a missionary very first conference he ever went to drove from oklahoma had no gas in his car i fixed his muffler for him the missionaries took an offering from him because nobody got an offering mm -hmm. so we took an offering and gave it to him and he runs over to his wife and says look at this we got 500 dollars at our first conference and that one kid you know doctor whatever his name was with uh phds everywhere him and his wife they didn't give anything toward it and uh, then we decided to mess with him so we went in the office one day and i grabbed <laughs> an envelope that had the yeah that had the church return address on it and i put brother Doug character on one and brother todd mcclure who's a pastor now in virginia a dear friend of mine and uh, i put your offer in him and i handed it to todd and i had one and i opened it up and this guy's sitting behind me the guy with all the phds and i opened it up and i looked in the blank envelope and i said can you believe the offer he gave us i said this is the biggest offer 
I ever <laughs> got. And my buddy Todd, he he opened up his envelope and looked at it and said, this is huge. I'm going to get a new car. Well, anyway, this guy, and by the way, at this time, this guy was up there preaching that we didn't know his people or something. It was just crazy. But anyway, this kid gets up screaming, runs to the back of the room, looking for his offering, and we were dying. <laughs> I say, Doug, what does that have to do with lesson and sacrifice? Well, sometimes you sacrifice, sometimes it's fun. Mm. You know, God took care of every one of our needs. Yeah. On a Sunday morning, we jumped out the window, and uh, my kids and my <laughs> wife and I, I lowered the equipment down, and, uh, and, and we drove up the road, and, I, and God, a, a church took us on for some It was chained and in. Took, it was, oh. brother, you had times that you could use the bathroom. I mean, there were one big men's room, one big ladies' room, and they had shower times. You had times. It was terrible. And, uh, you you know, I, and, but folks, you know, our sacrifice is nowhere near Mm -hmm. the sacrifice that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave us. Our sacrifice is nowhere near what God has done for us. And I I know we're sitting on a couple minutes, but I, I think here, you know, Kevin, sacrifices in all different sizes and shapes but when sacrifices when we learn these lessons from christ they're not hard anymore so true i'm reading a book by amy carmichael called if i just started it i couldn't even finish the forward which was one page without crying because she's just saying if we if we go through this 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 and we don't thank God for it. We know nothing of Calvary's love. And if we, this, 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 we know nothing of Calvary love. And if, and I just said, dear Lord, please, please. And I'd been through some stuff. You've been through stuff on the other side. Do we complain and say, I shouldn't have been through this. If so, I know nothing of Calvary's love. Yeah. And that's, that's a place where we wake up. And that's a place where we wake up to the lessons and sacrifice. And sometimes, you know, we, we don't want to sacrifice a thing. Sometimes we don't even want to get up and go to a church. Sometimes we don't even want to open or read the Bible. Sometimes we're just like, well, look at all this stuff steeped upon me. Boy, I wish I could tell you how many times that's strong held me, how many times I've been changed to stuff. That's hooked to me. I can't tell you how many friends I talk to in a week that are chained up saying, well, I went through this and uh, this person was like this and this person was like that. Get it. Been there. Done it. But when you look at the lessons of sacrifice, it all gets a little bit easier. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light. Folks, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. As we continue on with the life of Christ, we find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 18, verses 13 and 14 today. And it says, And led him away to Annas first, for he was with his father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas, which, he, which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. 
Uh, so Caiaphas, he gave counsel to the Jews. So we know what's going on. This is a fake court. Uh, so you lead him to Ennis, and uh, they let him away to Ennis first. And the Caiaphas, Ennis is like, listen, I'm not going to make a decision. This has got to move forward. Then the counsel is uh, to the Jews is that it's expedient for this guy to die for the people. It's expedient. This is something that should happen. This is something. And, and again, you know, these verses point to that greater purpose, the greater good, the lessons in sacrifice and sacrifice and who Christ is, what Christ is in our life. And, and folks, I'm not saying or insinuating or pointing and saying you should be crucified for your faith. Uh, I'm just saying Jesus willingly willingly laid down his life at any moment he could have held his hand up at any moment he could have killed them all at any moment he could have turned anything around at any moment he could have called town ten thousand angels at any moment everything could have changed and and we know he heals this guy's ear by the way in another gospel but i i think kevin if we're going to get this right we we need to understand that uh, religion uh and politics is something we're not i have a relationship with jesus christ I, I don't have to go to a political leader to decide what the Bible says. I don't have to go to a political leader to know how the Holy Spirit can walk on my work on my heart. I don't need to go to a political leader to dictate whether or not something that's happening in this country is right or wrong. I don't got to go to a political leader and say, hey, is it all right if we kill babies? I don't got to go to a political leader and say, hey, is it all right if we plant our church? No, I, I just go to my Bible, my heart, uh, uh, knowing that God has got those answers, Kevin. And I think, I think it's so important when we look at lessons and sacrifice, the greatest sacrifice ever made was the sacrifice Christ is getting ready to make. Yes. Yes. So good. Um, we are independent free agents before God. We are individually accountable. You know, people say, well, my religion is a personal thing. You're right. It's you and God, but guess what? We're, we're, we care too. We care about your relationship with God. It's got to be there. It's got to stay intact. But, um, yeah, we're independent free agents. We don't have to go to the government to ask about the will of God. In fact, you better not do that. Um, even the best person in power. Uh, you know, I've had pastors. I love pastors. I, I'm with them all the time. I talked to mine yesterday. had a wonderful talk. Just such an encouragement. I just cannot tell you. But um, love pastors. Been one for 15 years. The they. The idea, though, is the pastors are fallible, and everybody knows. So I've talked to pastors, and I can't tell you how many said, and I'm sure this happened to you, Doug, where they said, I, I just I feel like God's speaking to me that you need to stay here and help me. Yeah. <laughs> I had one to say, can we just, I feel yeah. burdened to stop and pray right now. I said, praise God. And he said, Lord, I pray you'd show my brother that you're that you're in this, but I really feel led that he should move here. And he called me about ten years later and sa- or texted me and said, you know, I f- I just really feel led, and I'm I'm just like, you know, brother, I, I will keep praying about it. But um, but but anyway, the the scripture that we're talking about here, brother Doug, is as even though we're independent free agents and we're not bound to the will of man before the will of God, what happens in PTSD? You know, trauma, post-traumatic stress of, of being messed with or hurt or something is oftentimes where in the will of God, we find ourselves being led down a path of pain and suffering. And Jesus here, where it said there earlier, then uh, 
the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away. You know, the Lord tells us that there are those times where as independent free agents, we're going to be led where we don't want to go. In fact, in a couple chapters, we're going to cover Peter being told. Now, Peter was a very self-willed man, very independent person, very self-reliant. And in 21.18, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou, Peter, was young, and girdest, thou girdest thyself, and walkest where thou, would, where thou wouldest, and when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee where thou wouldest not. And he's basically saying, hey, Peter, I know how impetuous and self-willed you are. I know you're very rugged, self-reliant. You're a leadership. You're a leader type. You're a great guy. Let me just tell you, you're going to go through trauma, and I'm just I'm, I'm warning you, it's going to freak you out because they're going to lead you where you will not. And we know this, talking about taking them to be crucified upside down. But, you know, it, sometimes God has to remind us there are periods where we are being led to the Caiaphas of our life or to the Annas of our life. And, um, and, and as, as freaky as it sounds, you know, the scripture does say Caiaphas being the high priest that year did not know he was not speaking of himself. He was speaking for God when he said it's expedient that one man should die for the people. And we need to recognize some people are placed there by God. We are going to be led to that situation, for instance, where you're going to be fired from your job. You're just serving God. I had that happen before. You're trying to serve God. I was a pastor working a job on the side. The only time I was ever fired, I hated it. It gives me traumatic dreams to this day sometimes, you know, PTSD, <laughs> nightmares. But because it was so traumatizing to be serving God and be led into the office and said, you're being let go. Your services are no longer required and we're gonna, we got someone else for you. Traumatizing. And, um, but that's the, the idea of what Jesus, what he's, he, he always led, but there was a time where he was led, and it was in the will of God to some bad players. But eventually, because he cooperated with reality, he came out of it on top. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, this, sadly and greatly for us, this too is a you know a fulfillment a prophecy and and we know that you know the notion of one man dying we what we see is biblical it's coming one man for our sins one god one sacrificial mm. lamb it's found in jewish mm. religious practices but even in the midst of that you got this 100% man 100% god knowing that the very people he's dying uh for are going to be denying him oh. knowing that the very people that he's willing to, you know, will not only deny him then, but through all time. I mean, there's a denial coming out of this thing. There's there's stuff that's coming bad out of this. But in the midst of all that, you know, Christ is willing to sacrifice it all. In the midst of all that, Christ is saying, I'm willing to do this. So we wake up, and like Kevin said, there's those days. They're going to lean you down the hallway sometimes, and they're going to say, you know what, Kevin? You don't fit in. Well, you know what their problem was is mm -hmm. uh, who's going to fit in with people who aren't godly? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes those firing are the best things that can ever happen mm -hmm. to us. True. Sometimes I was in the Army with people that were trying to ruin my life, get me to get out of the Army. I'm mid-career. I'm about 12 years in. I'm an E8. You know, they're not getting me to go anywhere. Uh, but th these people actually believed they could mess with me. And uh, I remember mm -hmm. that. I remember the feeling in your heart, the feeling in your stomach, but you just regroup. 
you just get, I got on the phone with everybody I knew in the army and said, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to regroup from this. I, you know, and I, the guy I worked for actually was a homosexual and I had discovered that he was messing around another person. I turned him in. And so I was able to get out from under any paperwork he was trying to give me and things of that nature. But folks, that was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. And it was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. My walk with God uh, became so much closer. You know, in these lessons of sacrifice, great things come out of sacrifice. Great things come out of sacrifice. People have a better relationship with God. People lead people to God. People change their lives. People are saying, well, I know this is tougher. Money's going to be a little bit leaner, but I get to serve God. I mean, when you get to say things like that, folks, you're burning high tests. When you get to say things like that, lessons and sacrifice pay off because Christ sacrificed for you. You need to sacrifice for him. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to be hopping right in. We're going to be talking about never denying God, but we'll talk to you tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.